0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to another edition of the Fortas Nation. I'm Alex Parra. We appreciate all of you that tune in and follow us in Espanol, sometimes in English. And also when we have great guests, we know that you enjoy hearing whatever language it might be. And today with a very special guest. There are so many, so many honors that I can use to introduce our, our guest today. But today we'll call him... MLS, all-star, former U.S. national team member, entrepreneur, all-around good guy, Mr. Brian Chang. First of all, Brian, good day and welcome to the Portas Nation. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> too, too much, too much of the introduction. Brian, before we get into it, first of all, how's your family and how are things going in this crazy 2020 year?
1: Yeah, uh, just, just happy to be um, healthy to be honest, and, and you know, been um, been happy in the fact that, you know, we haven't been affected uh, by COVID um, like so many other families that have been out there. So, you know, grateful for, for that. And, you know, just want to uh, send my thoughts out to those families and, and people that have been affected by the disease in a negative way.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and, and many families have, Brian. Um, talking about the MLS, how do you think the league has handled – Coming back to play the tournament they had in Florida, getting back into league play um, do you do you have an opinion about how they handle it good bad or 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 different?
1: yeah, I think they've done a good job I mean this is such an unprecedented event for all of the sports and you know for them to to kind of navigate through uh, this and and to actually get the tournament going and then start the league um, you know, you give a lot of credit to the owners and, and the, the league staff for um, for, you know, putting a product out there on the field in a time where, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of risk, uh, involved. Sure. So uh, I think they've did a good job of handling it. I thought the NWSL did a fantastic job of handling it as well too, without any flare ups, um, for their tournament. So it's, <laughs> Uh, it's good to see sports back on. I think people wanted it. I know it's a tough time for owners. Uh, obviously, I think they, you know, have to probably eat uh, a bunch of expenses. But sure. the fact that they've done that and uh, continue to put a product out there that everybody's been craving, uh, you know, hats off to them and the league and the players for getting out there and and wading through the dangers of all of this and and getting out there to play.
0: The the number twenty five will come up here in a little while, but but twenty five seasons of MLS. Uh, um, how do you see the league? You, you we were a big you were a huge part of of Houston uh, and the Houston Dynamo franchise. But but in general terms, how do you see the league after after all this time?
1: Um, I think it's on an amazing trajectory. I mean, I think when you look at the growth over the past twenty five years and you compare that to. Uh, any other major sport that's started up, you know, in their infancy, we've we've grown exponentially quicker and faster and uh, and on a great trajectory. I mean, when I first came in the league, uh, we went from 12 teams down to 10 teams. Yeah. And, yeah, you're right. And then now we're, you know, on our way to 34 teams and, and possibly more. And, you know, no, I think there was maybe one stadium, uh, the Columbus Stadium when I came in the league and now, you know almost every single team has their own stadium, which is uh you know just speaking volumes of the growth and the excitement and you can see that excitement in every single franchise that comes in i mean you know that they um you know before this happened, they were selling out uh their season tickets before you know they even played it played a game so um you know it's been it's been amazing to see and be a part of, and you know obviously you can see the development of the players um growing exponentially as well. Um you know one of the things I've kind of looked at um ever since I was on the national team a lot of the better players were were you know kind of in their late 20s um you know mid 20s now you're starting to see you know our national team fill up with with guys that are you know still in their teens and young 20s. So um it's it's great for the development of soccer in this league and uh, in this country, and I think you know the next ten years, um, or even up to the next World Cup, we're going to see an exponentially different U.S. team and the quality of play in our league. And uh, looking forward to seeing how well we compete in. Uh, was it twenty twenty two? Yes, yes, I, I'm counting too. Believe me. It, <laughs> no, 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 twenty twenty so six when it comes in U.S. But twenty twenty two, yes, in Qatar. But I think, I think you know, in twenty twenty six, I. I'd be, um, I'd be surprised if we weren't. Um, I wouldn't say a favorite, but uh, uh, definitely a contender. Much, yes, definitely a, a bigger contender than we are or have been in the past.
0: Um, does the entrepreneurial side of Brian Ching have you think about ownership in the MLS or like Landon Donovan? In in a in a different division of U.S. soccer, former several former players um, are are betting on the success of this. Is, is that something you've ever entertained, Brian?
1: Yeah. You know, I'd yeah, I mean, obviously, would <laughs> love to own any <laughs> professional sports franchise. Um, but, yeah, having said that, you know, I've, I've got a long way to go to, to get to that point. But, you know, hopefully at Just some point... Just take out a
0: couple I'll of play. loans, Brian. You'll be fine. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> I would love to build up a net worth where I would be able to <laughs> in the last team.
0: Well, you're on your way there, sir. In, in many ways, what what? how did you become who you are today in the sense not only... Not only the 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 ex footballer, the 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 impact you've made on U.S. soccer, but but switching to becoming an entrepreneur and and getting involved with Pitch Twenty Five, your first venture into restaurants in Houston. What what sparked that in you? How did you become that? And then and then also a brand new concept which you have, the East End Backyard. How did all this come together?
1: <laughs> well, I I think. Um you know, I, when I first retired, yeah, uh, you know, I thought I wanted to kind of run a team one day. You know, become a president, and you know, I, I was uh, blessed to be given that opportunity to kind of experience that with the dash, right? And um, you know, I, not really knowing all that it entailed and and whatnot, um, because I wasn't never experienced it. So when I did, you know, I realized that look, I do love the game, I do, but you know. Um, I would never get to where I want to financially (laughs) and, and, and look, I, I, you know, I had a passion, you know, I, I kind of thought pitch was a great idea and pursued that. And once I did that, I mean, it really showed that, um, I enjoyed that side of, uh, you know, enjoyed being an entrepreneur. And so, uh, that spirit has just kind of continued to grow within me. Um, and especially, you know, getting East End up and up and going, um, you know i i do really really enjoy that side of things helping people um create jobs and 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 you know feel a part of something and create a team basically off off the field and i think that you know there's some similarities there with me always being on a team and to creating successful teams off the field uh is something that i that gives me a lot of pride and joy and you know something that i think i'll continue to do Uh, moving forward so you know I've been pretty fortunate uh, so far with with my two ventures and hopefully you know can continue doing that and kind of build off of those into um, more and more uh, as we move down as I move down uh, the future.
0: Were you hesitant (laughs) at all to be opening up a a new concept during COVID? It's still I'm sure uh, limiting your your potential for for both uh, concepts.
1: (laughs) Yeah I mean obviously I think Opening and this time has been difficult. I think you know the East End concept has is definitely a place uh, that maybe benefits a little bit in the sense that we're outdoors. Uh, people love to meet and get together, even in these times, and, and bring so, their,
0: and bring their pets, right?
1: Yeah, and 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 so we're, I wanted to create a place that was like a neighborhood bar, and uh, that people in the neighborhood, since you know, Edo doesn't have too many, uh, well, the the houses don't have any yards or the townhomes don't have any big yards. I wanted to create something that the neighborhood could come to and kind of make it feel like that's their backyard. And, you know, kind of as we build out that concept, we're kind of in the infancy stage because I want to build out a number of uh, different, uh, I would say restaurants or fast casual places that all kind of feed into a common yard. So as we build out the whole block, um, you know, in the next couple of years, uh, I think that, you know, it, it, it'll be something that's unique. And in the, in the sense that, um, do you know, I don't, I, I haven't seen anything like that. And I'm creating a place where, you know, like I said, the neighborhood can come and have different options and feel like this is a part of, um, their community and, and they're a part of it. So, uh, like really excited about, that concept moving forward. And, you know, obviously COVID made things difficult. uh, um, But, you know, I think I'm an optimist at heart, right? And I think you have to be if you're an entrepreneur. Sure. Uh, sure. um, And, you know, you have to, and just like soccer, I mean, you have to, you have to work hard and you get a little bit of luck along the way and, and, you know, things work out.
0: And, and take some risk. That, that, that's part of being an entrepreneur. We're not always going to succeed, but we, not, we need to keep thinking forward. Now, now Brian, let, let me change for one more topic here. Um, sports and politics have really not only intersected, but, but it literally crashed. And maybe it's a term I'm going to use. Um, it's no longer, hey – uh, in the locker room after a game, tell me about uh, uh, the match. Tell me about uh, uh, the score. It's more about, hey, who are you voting for? Hey, uh, are are you are you uh, socially active? Um, what is your take as a former athlete on whether or not athletes like yourself, like others, should be able to freely express their political and social points of view?
1: I think anybody should be. Uh, able to do that, not just athletes. I think anybody should be able to express their point of view. You know, the problem I get when is if you disagree with somebody, right? right, the, right. It shouldn't, shouldn't escalate to hate. It shouldn't escalate to uh, bad things. We should be able to learn how to talk to each other. We should know how to talk to each other and accept people for their differences because I'm not going to always agree with my teammates. I'm not going to always agree with other people, but that doesn't make me hate them or turn around and, uh, you know, disparage them or say something negative about them. I think there's just so much animosity out there and that just creates more, right? If somebody, you know, wants to express themselves and that's the right of this country is you can, and you're allowed to, right? Um, you know, obviously, you know, I discourage people that, uh, you know, are pushing out hate or anger or anything like that, you know, it should be okay. Like that's your view. I accept that we can have different points of view. I disagree with you, but I'm not going to hate you for it. Sure, you know, I, I can. I will work with you. I'll get along with you and try to understand where you're coming from. But I'm not going to go out there and badmouth you or disparage you because of um, because of that belief. So, you know, that's 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 that that's where I think things are coming to a head. Is where people aren't accepting of other people's beliefs and, you know, that's, that's, that's the problem. And I think, you know, if people can be more willing to accept one another and look past each other's differences, because we're all human beings at the end and, you know, we all want the same things. Um, but you know, you you have different people have different approaches and, and different feelings and you have to be able to respect that and not, uh, turn that into, you know, uh, him against you or me against you, you know, and I've always been a part of teams and we're all one big team on this planet. Right. And so, um, you know, you'd like to see people, uh, be able to express their differences without getting angry at one another.
0: Yeah. It it has to be done in a respectful fashion. Well said, Brian. Um, let me ask you this, maybe a tough question, Racism has been a big part unfortunately of soccer you 've lived it i 'm sure maybe not directly, but with teammates. Are we doing a better job to eradicate racism from soccer
1: I think one of the good things about this year is you know it it it's it the conversation has come to the forefront even more so than it ever has and I think that that 's a good thing you know I, people out there having conversations um, and the more conversations you have, the more um, you're aware of, of different people's feelings and, and the way you go about things. I mean, I was I'm pretty lucky. I grew up in Hawaii, a very diverse community, uh, much like Houston, sure. uh, very diverse. And I've always been accepting of, uh, different races and, and people. And obviously I'm, you know, Chinese, uh, I am, you know, well, American first, right. Sure. Um, I always associate with being American first before anything else. And then, you know, I have Chinese heritage, Hawaiian heritage and, you know, Caucasian heritage and, and, and we're all mutts. We <laughs> are, so we are. That's the truth. We, we are all mutts. And, and as we get, you know, further down the road, we're, it's going to be even more so. So, you know, I don't, I, I've been pretty fortunate in a lot of ways to, to not, one really experienced that much racism. Uh, and so my experiences are different and, and two, I've been pretty fortunate to, to be, uh, grown up in an environment where I'm very accepting, right. You know, and I can see where, um, people that have grown up in, in different environments come out and have different feelings and different thoughts. And, 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 you know, I've always been, um, Accepting of that. So, you know, I think the more that you get out there, the more that you meet people um, uh, Of different races and talk to people of different races, the more accepting you become uh, Right. I think a lot of hate comes from ignorance Not really knowing somebody before you hate them. Right. And so once you get to know most people You know, it's hard to hate somebody. Right. And so um you know, I, and that's what I would say, you know, go have a conversation. If you guys disagree on things, then that's fine too, but don't turn that into hate, right? I think there's a big step there. And I think a lot of that has to do with ignorance and the more that we can get out and people can share with each other, you know, their backgrounds and how they feel, the more accepting everybody will become. So um, it's kind of, I think when you're sheltered and all you hear is, you know, one side of the story, then. Um, you know, that jades you in a lot of ways and it's hard to break out of that. So, um, you know, I'm. it, it, it is sad and, and it does happen. But I think the more we get out there, the more we talk about it, the more we, you know, force ourselves to interact in situations that we've never been in before with people we would never um, talked to sure. in the past, um, you know, the, the more uh, accepting you become.
0: Well said, Brian Ching. And, and from a heavy subject to the commercial. And where should people have these conversations in Houston? I can name two places, right? <laughs> hey,
1: hey, look, that's one of the things I love about Pitch 25. I mean, you know, especially you get the World Cup there, you get people from all over. conversing, yeah. Coming together to celebrate sports. And I think that's always been one of the great um, things about sports is that it's it, it's a unifying um,
0: yeah, it brings yeah it brings us together. We've lived whether you support Liverpool or Man U, whether you support América or Cruz Azul, whether you support the Houston Dynamo or or uh, or LAFC, we can come together and be civilized about it. Um, I, I I agree with you, sir.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And for me, that's one of the, the the greatest joys I get out of you know Pitch Twenty Five is seeing how people from so many different cultures and backgrounds come together and 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 cheer and have a good time and and support their teams and you know in, in a very friendly way and you know we haven't seen you know um, that animosity at pitch um, and thankfully you know and and so hopefully you know East End can kind of uh, do that same thing with the neighborhood, bring people in, bring, bring them together, get to know your neighbors who live around you because that only builds, uh, strength in community and, and, and the diversity, um, portion of, um, you know, and that's one of the things I'm really proud about. This city is being one of the most diverse cities in the, in the country. And, you know, and we all associate with Houston and we all fight for Houston and we're all proud to be Houstonians.
0: And, and we are better for it, Brian Ching. Listen, well, we want to thank you, sir, for your time. We want to wish you the best of luck in your entrepreneurial endeavors with Pitch 25 with, with East End Backyard. And I hope you're not a stranger and you can come back and talk to us in the future. Or maybe we'll visit you at East End Backyard and, and do a little show from there. But but, Mr. Brian Ching, we really appreciate your time. And, uh, and we want to wish you the best of luck, sir.
1: All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you, sir. Take care. Until next time. Well, there you go speaking with Mr. Brian Ching, a legend in the MLS and now an entrepreneur. So another different aspect of the Portes Nation, the interview part. Today, our guest was Mr. Brian Ching. For all of you that watch us, that listen to us, thank you very much for taking the time. Until next time here on the Portas Nation.